0: A contributing writer for, not a contributing writer, <laughs> promotion. Now I'm going to do it again. Um, I'm Jillian. I am a staff writer at the University Press.
1: I'm Michael. I'm a contributing writer at the University Press.
2: And I'm Neil. I'm also a contributing writer at the University Press.
3: And on today's list of news where we're talking about and discussing FAU news frauds that have been happening on campus student government, and homecoming. And on national news, we'll be talking about Trump's impeachment, Asian attacks that have been rising in the last couple of months, and Parkland, since today is the third anniversary of the Parkland shooting that happened at Stoneman Douglas three years ago. So to kind of start off, this past month of February, since the beginning, we've been having, as of today, as of now, we've been having a count of 18 frauds um, up to now, we're not sure about those frauds. It's still active. So the police are still investigating it. So we don't really know much information about it, but we'll keep you guys updated on anything new that comes out, out of these fraud cases that have been uploading.
0: So Yeah, I mean, what's interesting is I actually have a records request pending on a fraud <gasps> case from like October. Um, Cause apparently this year we've been having a lot of fraud ca- cases. Um, so I mean, I've been waiting for that records request to go through for like a while now, but
3: yeah, it, you said since August, October. Waiting... October, October
0: is the case that I'm waiting on.
3: Oh my goodness! And it's did, did you submit
2: that to the to campus police or to? Um... Okay.
0: Uh, just to the FAUPD. Um, so it's all like on campus to some extent.
1: Oh Does it do involve students or is it? In like in the past ones that you've got uncovered
0: i mean right now haven't gotten any uncovered but i mean i would assume since it's all on campus it is students yeah um but i mean it couldn't it could be anyone i'd like, imagine well it's, it's happening on same. campus yeah. yeah
3: yeah up next we have student government so over the last couple of days i should say a bunch of stuff has happening at student government so I'm gonna turn it over to Jalen because she was there at this meeting about what happened.
0: So it was last Friday at one of the, um, it was the rules and policies meeting uh, within the House of Representatives. Um, And I don't know if maybe you know him, Neil, but uh, Taj Deshawn, I hope I'm saying his last name right. Right. But in the middle of the meeting, uh, he mentions that he was elected illegally (laughs) and and put in in place, illegally technically um and so they explain it as he was running against a freshman um they said his name was artisan um I don't know if that rings a bell for you at all Yeah. yeah um but the freshman he was not actually eligible to have the seat um so instead Taj was kind of elected on the spot and I guess they skipped this entire interview process that he was supposed to technically go through
2: I that was my first meeting in student government Yeah. Yeah, that was right after I was elected. So I was there for that meeting.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that was like super interesting. That was like the first student government uh, meeting that I have attended. Uh, So that, him sitting up in the middle of the meeting saying that was like very surprising to me. and it was funny because I hadn't announced myself as a UP member when I got there. I was just kind oh of hanging God. out. And <laughs> so then at the end, they were like, oh, um, you know, who's who's Julian? And I was like, oh, sorry. Um, sorry for not announcing myself sooner, but I'm with the UP. And you can see all their faces
3: like, okay, yeah,
0: wow. awesome. Glad to have you here.
3: <laughs> that happened to me. That happened to me as well. When I went to, I also went, I think, I went to the Campus Action Committee that was at, that was held at noon. And I just logged in. I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be like one hour. And it finishes in like 20, 25 minutes. And I'm just standing there yeah, like
2: the committees are I was like,
3: I was like, okay, and then that was kind of weird. I thought it was going to be like at least half an hour. But then I just left because they were like, okay, we're done. So mm. I just left. And then I actually remember, what meeting was it that I was in? It was the House of Representatives meeting. It was a couple weeks ago. I went to it and at the end they asked me, they're like, oh, so like, are you a student outsider just coming in to watch the meeting or are you part of student government? And I just said, oh, I'm an editor at the UP. And one (laughs) of them was like, oh, the university press. And I'm just sitting there like, what do I do?
0: Yeah, I don't know. It was kind of funny. But um, Neil, so I don't know. And you're obviously much more familiar with the process of electing student government people than I am. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you have anything to say about this. I mean, it sounds like he was going to have the position like regardless, but the way that they went about it was not following the policies that they were supposed Mm
2: to. Well, yeah, usually for each position in the House, uh, you have to name a candidacy to the Speaker and then have an interview with the Speaker of the House and then he um, name and then he picks the candidate and names of them for what I know. I mean, for my, like for my position, I was the CBAC uh, chair, Campus Budget Action, action Committee chair. Uh, can I get, am I not supposed to talk about this as? as I mean, <laughs> if you're not <laughs> supposed to talk about it, please tell so us. <laughs> yeah, please um, tell um, I'm not like, hard, like, I don't know everything about all the rules and everything about Supreme government, but whenever there's been a position available, the, ha- the speaker would um, name that the seat is available. Um, people would name their their candidacy. He would interview them for the position and then he would present them for, um, for their seats to the House and then we would have to accept them or um, deny them. So yeah, your nay. For their seat and the, as a chair on the speaker's administrative cabinet so um i i, I do remember the meeting that you're, you're talking about but again yeah. that was my first seat in the house so i had no idea what was going on i didn't really even realize that was to sean actually yeah but um, i do remember that meeting.
0: I thought it was also funny because it's Joshua Rutledge, who is the speaker right now. And he's he's kind of in charge of all that, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Well, so then everything that I'm talking about happened at the two o'clock meeting. And then I went to the 3.30 meeting and there was someone else elected uh, by the name of Zachary Gorlack. He was put into the Ways and Means Committee. But I just thought it was so funny because in the previous meeting, they were talking about having missed the steps of putting an elected official into office. Um, And then with this kid, they forgot... Almost twice um, to give him his oath and properly get him in that way as well. So I just thought it was funny. <laughs> they they ended <laughs> yes. up doing it, but they almost skipped another step again. So uh,
2: I imagine they were having a little bit of fun that day because there was a um, there was a event with student government afterwards, which was a little yeah I, the, I remember uh, hearing about that. and a, They uh...
0: ended up doing it the right way. I just thought it was humorous that. Again, something almost common.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good group, and I'm happy to be involved with them, which is...
0: Nice. Um, yeah,
2: so yeah. so, so. I'm, I'm very surprised about that little bit of news there. I text WhatsApp What's At Order to, um, to Sean a lot. He's really knowledgeable. He really knows every, a lot about student government and about the, uh, about the... I'm on the Ways and Meetings Committee also, so that 2 o'clock meeting.
0: Oh, yeah so. I mean Deshaun was the one who brought it up so it wasn't like someone else called him out for it he's the one who kind of called it out on himself mm-hmm. I, I think that
2: although it was not done correctly um I think that we have the right person in the- so, so I got like super serious there didn't I? Oh
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're yeah, good, good. We, we go from like funny aspects to then we start going to more serious, and then we had to go like, Oh, okay, we're talking. It kind of felt now. like it
2: was going to come back to haunt me if I said the wrong thing. Like, <laughs> like, the like, like speaker Rutledge was going to like start texting me, like, like,
0: Sinha, what did you say? <laughs> oh my gosh, don't worry, I'll be the one investigating. So, if anyone gets in trouble, it'll be me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're talking
2: about our last names before this. Like, no one in student government can get my last name right.
3: <laughs> we also have homecoming coming up this week. So, starting tomorrow, Monday, February 15th. We have a kickoff from 11 to 2 p.m. at the Student Union at South Patio. This is in Boca Raton. And at home, we have the Homecoming Virtual F5K, almost said 5K, FK. The registration deadline was February 12th, but it is free for FAU students. And it is $30 for alumni, alumni, staff, and faculty. And we also have a... I'm a sorry, I still don't
2: understand oh, what that
1: event is and all. And virtual five what? F-
2: Yeah,
3: Virtual, virtual five yeah, K? What,
1: what exactly is that? Does anyone know what that is? How oh you know. it's a virtual it's yeah, it's a virtual
0: five K. Um, I have no idea how you're supposed to do it, like a five K
3: virtual. Hey. Um and B-Link. we also have a virtual trivia night from seven to eight thirty PM and the link is on our central, but it's also um, on PBFAU's Instagram. If you scroll down, there's a horntar section with all the events happening this upcoming week for homecoming. On Tuesday, we have the day of service, where you can, which you can visit FAU Boca at FAU Boca S A V I on Instagram for more information. At Broward, we have our vision from twelve thirty to one thirty at Dana Beach Campus. And at home we have the free DAPS virtual campus at 7 p.m. which is on Instagram.com slash FAU involvement. On Wednesday at Boca Raton, you have a DIY Stuff a Bear kits, take home stuffed bear animal kit from 12 p.m. while supplies last. At Broward, we have a Broward Carnival from 4 to 11 p.m. two time slots available. It is a Diversity Away on Davie campus. And at home, we have Speed Painting with David Garibaldi. Garibaldi.
1: Garibaldi.
3: Garibaldi. Yeah, I, Garibaldi.
1: <laughs> I'm Italian. I know it. So. Garibaldi.
3: Thank Garibaldi. You for, Garibaldi. Garibaldi. Thank
1: you for exactly.
3: correcting me He is a great artist. He if is? If you
1: want to look. Yes. Um, they, they, they were giving away something that he painted last year that was like a basketball piece. It was really, really cool. So he's a Ooh. good artist.
3: Ooh, I'll look into that. And that is from 3 p.m. to 3.45 p.m. On Thursday, you have the Booker Tone Airbrush Hats and Shirts from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at Student Union in Boca. In Broward, you have our Vision from 11.30 to 12.30 and from 1.30 to 2.30. And at home, you have the Virtual Lip Sync Competition from 7 to 8.30 p.m. On Friday, you have the at Boca Raton, you have the grab and go craft from 11 to 2 p.m. at the student unit south patio. Our basketball versus UTEP at FAU Arena at 5.30 p.m., but the game is subject to change. And at Jupiter, you have the prism ball from dining hall lawn. On Saturday, you have the Boca Raton home cooking cookout to go at 1 p.m. at the FAU Arena. Our basketball versus UTEP FAU Arena at 2 p.m. Game also subject to change. At home, you also have the chalk art competition. Send us your five by five homecoming chalk art on Instagram at, at FAU Involvement. Chalk is prohibited on campus, by the way. And that is all for homecoming week. So, I mean, I'm, my question <clears> is <throat>
0: how are we keeping <throat> all of that COVID safe?
3: Yeah, I, how is I, it? Like- I,
0: i am on this
2: <laughs> it's like an fau homecoming cruise when we should all be so excited <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah,
3: yeah but how do you do how do you do a dance a dance a cookout dance?
1: the carnival, a carnival. Like a horrible idea
3: how, it all sounds like
1: a horrible idea
3: how do you do a carnival because daisy campus is basically like silent i went there Couple of weeks ago, and I just walked around, there's nobody there. So I'm wondering how do you do a carnival? And for that months, and, and the,
1: um, the prison ball, they stand out to me because, especially the ball, how, how can you do that and make that pandemic safe? That's you're dancing with somebody.
3: Yeah. Yeah. How do you make that COVID safe?
1: But um, here's a little bit of a,
2: a clarification for the advertisement for the prison ball. It says, join Campus Life and Spectrum for a night of fun with your friends where you can sing karaoke and enjoy a mini drag show.
0: Interesting. That's 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 what it says on the
1: FAU calendar. That sounds awesome if there wasn't a pandemic. Like, sign me up. There was this karaoke with a mini drag
2: show. So there, it's I mean,
0: mean, how do you keep karaoke socially distanced? I mean, it looks like they're sanitizing the microphone after every person. Unless yeah. you're,
2: like, making out with a karaoke singer, I don't see why it can't be socially distanced.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, if, I mean, if, if everyone's, like, taking turns with the karaoke machine, I guess my only hope is that they would sanitize oh, the wait. karaoke machine.
1: <laughs> right. I, I um. I have a question about this as well on on the 17th this Wednesday it says the DIY stuff a bear kit is that like build a bear because that sounds yeah. incredible they did
0: that my freshman year and yeah it basically how it was during my freshman years we went into the student union and they had these tables in the student union and there were bags with like empty bears and then you know bags with like cotton and stuff so you basically just took your bear and yeah it was a, a less fun build a bear <laughs> But so fun. And I'm still curious as to how they would keep it socially distanced. I guess it's doable. It, it just seems crazy to think about compared to, you know, when I did it. Everything was, you know, everyone was right next everyone to each other, reaching over each other, grabbing the same stuff. So I'm sure they have a way to make that much more safe now. Well, it's just, I mean,
2: if there's not any like staff there, they probably like don't, aren't going to like chaperone it. <laughs> but I'm guessing there will be someone there.
0: Yeah, I mean, my thought is they'll probably have all the supplies, like, pre-bagged and then just okay. kind of hand it out, maybe. Yeah, it, it has a I'm point, be...
1: that they're only doing it while supplies last. So I'd imagine, like you said, Jillian, that they probably only have enough for so, so it's like many. Yeah. So it's and like the, Black the Friday. Cookout, there? The cookout is grab-and-go as well. It's It says it's to go, the cookout on the 20th. So I think they're going to do everything they can to get people... You know, in and out, I guess you could say. But um, some of this stuff is pretty interesting, though. I, I would, I would be interested in the speed painting and also the. Yeah. I just don't know how this virtual five k is going to work. But I, well, Here's the thing. Though.
2: Here's my thing with the speed painting. Okay, like, what's the point of getting people out and getting people on campus and somewhere to do an event if you're just going to have them speed finish it and then get them back home? I mean. Like isn't the point to make the campus more attractive to students to want to be a part of it again? Just
1: socially distant. I actually think this one is a um, is a virtual one, Neil. It says oh, at least it? on the thing, it says it's at home, and you you yeah. the FAU involvement's Instagram. Oh, yeah.
0: and watch it. Don't, but
2: don't they realize that we're sick of our doing everything? Like we could virtually paint ten years ago.
1: We didn't have to pay to go to college to do this stuff like yeah.
0: yeah yeah
1: I think it's a balancing act of what is safe to come to campus for and what isn't like mm-hmm. uh and I think that's really going to depend on each individual student I mean uh I, I like to write about the the owls basketball mm-hmm. games but I currently don't go to home games because I'm scared to get coronavirus and
2: give it to my
3: too. girlfriend or
1: my niece so it's
2: the university like, just can't I'm sorry I didn't mean to cut you off no um, you're good Neil go ahead um, the university just can't be responsible they just can't make these events they can't organize these events on their own because all that has to do is they organize one event some one person gets covid and then everything's messed up they get a
0: lawsuit they get school shut down another semester they get yeah so i mean i understand i think we're all like you said like super tired of doing everything from home um, I'm a total introvert, homebody, and even I'm ready to go out every <laughs> yeah. once in a while again. Um,
1: I agree with you, Jillian. Uh, staying home and and not leaving your room and playing video games and and eating snacks sounds great until you do it for 46 weeks in a row, and then you're just, you're ready <laughs> yeah. to get some human interaction. You know, but I think, I think yeah. we're all tired of this at this
2: point. Yeah.
0: But, and, but I mean, like I'm the saying, I mean,
2: believer in doing everything safe and not getting COVID first off. Yeah. I say that hundred yeah, percent. No, no getting COVID. Um, but I've also been the one that like this summer and the beginning of fall semester, I was shut in my one bedroom apartment by myself all day, just me, like, and it was hard. Yeah. Uh, like like I sure. lived at my desk mm-hmm. and I mean, yeah, I'm married and he, my husband was here at night and in the evening, but like if I look back, all I remember is myself and sitting inside with my little dog. And, and that's, that's all I felt like, and it was terrible. And like, I, like it was, I got all sorts of, like, I got like depressed and like, I didn't even eat anything. And somehow I gained like all this weight and like it was just ridiculously stupid. And so yeah. I became like, I'm, I'm a big supporter in going out and just doing it safe. And like, I was like one of the only people that actually had an on-campus class last semester and it ended up just being me and my professor like everyone else took it from home <laughs> i mean it's a good thing i knew my professor already because it was yeah. too awkward <laughs> but like i just yeah it was, sorry i just had to say that for once
0: no i mean it, I, that's I just a that people, great point stu- mm-hmm.
2: like if student organizations organize their own or even just students just like i mean if i was if i was my campus i'd be like hey guys let's she guys want to go, like, I mean, I don't play sports, but if I did, like, play a game or something. Yeah. You know, you guys want to go, like, I can feel weird saying, like, shoot some hoops. <laughs> I couldn't. Even, <laughs> it felt really awkward. <laughs> but, you know, well, yeah, that's what I, I, I think,
0: want to be doing. Yeah. I mean, I think the issue is just, I don't know that FAU knows how to organize these events without putting themselves in a position to, like, get sued or, you know, be kind of looked at under a microscope.
2: But you know what they do know how to do? Still now know how to organize football games and basketball
0: games. Oh, 100%. Games.
1: No problem there whatsoever.
0: Sports above all else, am I right?
1: I was going to yeah. tell you guys, I, I love writing about the women's and the men's basketball games, but I really don't, and this is a little off topic, I really don't think either of them should be playing right now with how many cancellations they've had. And you got to remember that these these are students and I don't think any of them are going to go pro um, so it, they're exposing themselves and their families to COVID to play basketball for other people's entertainment and yeah. for the university's financial gain, which I is think... just terrible, and and a lot of them are on athletic scholarship, so if you don't play, you get kicked out of school.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I think at the very least, we shouldn't be having, like, an audience. I think, um, I think it's fair to say that, you know, I don't know much about sports, but I know that they're, you know, probably trying to go pro at the very least. And to do that, they need to be playing their games and they need to be keeping up with that. So I think if they are going to keep it going, they need to do a better job at keeping a bubble and also not having fans in the stadiums and, you know, keep games going as like a purely like, this is what you need to do to further your career in sports kind of thing, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, Cause I respect I that. Like, that's what people want to do. You know, they want to play and yeah. they want to move forward in that career. Um, but I think FAU could go about handling that a lot better.
1: Yeah. I, I would agree with that because I, 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 um, I told, I said this last podcast, I'm a basketball fan, but not even pro basketball has fans in the stands right now. So why?
0: Exactly. <laughs> so and why is FAU? Pro,
1: pro basketball players get paid millions to play the game. So it's, you know, I mean, <laughs> but, but, we have amateurs playing in front of fans and traveling across state, potentially getting sick or, or hopefully not worse, but it just, it seems like a bad look, honestly.
2: I mean, if, if you ask me, I, I think a graduation should come before a um, basketball game personally.
3: That I would, agree. I would agree with you. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I
2: would agree with
1: you.
0: Yeah. Cause I mean, I was, um, you know, I did that story. I talked to recent graduates who were not able to walk, um, because of covid and everything and you know it's disappointing a lot of people who work good sports about it but you know they it, it is disappointing and it is disheartening um for the people who are going to graduate and neil you said you're graduating this spring right
4: mm-hmm.
0: yeah so i mean you probably won't be able to walk unless i'm still trying to get in touch with fau about what they're gonna do um they haven't told they're me not any say anything yet.
2: until it's no. too late I mean, it's <laughs>
0: Yeah. But, but luckily it's
2: um, not going to be my only graduations.
0: So. Yeah. yeah. It's just, unfor- it's unfortunate and, you know, people deserve the chance to walk and, you know, John Kelly said that he would make up all of the graduations so anyone it's who wasn't enjoy. able to walk, you know, he's not going to, that's what I was going to say, you know, he's saying that he's going to do it and everyone I talked to was super skeptical about that as well and everyone was like, you know, if I've graduated and it's a whole year later that, you know, they say that they'll set this up and I'm in a whole nother state already living my life, like I'm not going to yeah. come back, you know. Yeah.
1: I, yeah. I feel especially bad for the first-time college graduates because mm-hmm. yeah. you don't you don't do the walk for yourself. A lot of the times, you do it for your parents or your grandparents who never got the opportunity to go to college, mm-hmm. and I that makes me hurt for them. I mean, it's just it, it, I I would understand why some people wouldn't want to walk, or if they would, but um, it, it sucks to have the choice taken away from you before you even get the chance. So
2: yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I, I'm not actually not the type to, like, I don't know, to really seem to, I don't know if I'm the type that walking would really mean that much to me, but you guys don't really know my entire story. But, but let me just say that it was actually 20 years ago to the semester that I, I, had, that I had to, uh, I was forced to withdraw from my university that I went to right out of high school. And so, um, and so it, it was actually 20 years ago to the semester, and just due to various various things in my life, it took me this long like, to get back to graduate. So it's uh, I like I couldn't believe when I realized it was actually 20 years ago to the semester. I was like, well, it's kind of like full circle.
1: You know? Yeah.
0: I mean Did congratulations. You that. Yeah, you.
2: congratulations coming
0: back and finishing it. I mean
1: that's that, that shows incredible yeah. resilience. That's actually yeah. like inspiring to me that you shouldn't quit ever. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like no matter what, better late than never. So yeah. I give you big ups for that, Neil. That's that's huge props, man. Luckily I
2: haven't aged a day since then. So that's <laughs> I'm too. So yeah, I'll take your word for it. And you know, I'll take I, I highly suggest marrying a man who's tw- who's twenty three years older than you because you are always like young too.
0: Okay. Okay. Perfect.
2: <laughs> you didn't know that about <laughs> me either. That's
3: some good advice.
0: That's not bad. Yeah.
3: though. All right. Yeah,
0: all right. What all else we have on the silence. agenda? We've been a little <laughs> off topic.
3: Yeah, we've been a little off topic. So I hope you guys enjoyed this little mess that we had so far. So. I guess it's time we basically move on to the more fun part, the more interesting discussion part. The national news that's been coming out this week. So I think, of course, we have to start off with Trump's impeachment this week. So and acquittal, <laughs> and acquittal, and acquittal that just happened yesterday. So, what do you guys think about this impeachment?
1: I uh, have some uh, some very strong opinions, and I have some quotes from a Washington Post. Piece that I want to read about this uh, really mm-hmm. quick, if you if yeah. you don't mind, if I could go, go first. Uh, so there was a column posted, I believe, yesterday uh, on the Washington Post, and it highlighted that a representative from Washington, she made a last-minute statement. Her name is Jamie Herrera Butler. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. She's a Republican from Washington. And she said that the House Majority Leader, Kevin McCarthy, from California, told her that while the Capitol attack was happening, that McCarthy phoned Trump and told, begging him to call off the mob. Trump's reaction was, quote, well, Kevin, I guess those people are more upset about the election than you are, end quote.
3: I heard that.
1: The Republicans chose to ignore this statement for some reason, I I don't know, uh, but the article ended with 86% of the Republicans saw the smoking gun right in front of them and they said, what gun, what smoke? So I think their mind was made up and no evidence was going to change their mind. Mm -hmm. I, I just think that it's insane that even his fellow Republicans we're calling him and telling him to call off the mob and his thing is basically like, well, you know, these people are upset. I, I, and and I don't I, I don't buy that their rationale that the trial was unconstitutional in the mm-hmm. first place. That doesn't make any sense to me. It's essentially saying that you can commit a crime or commit uh, unpresidential acts we'll say
4: mm-hmm.
1: as long as you're on the way out. And they wanted to impeach him before he was out of office, but Mitch McConnell yeah. delayed it. Mm-hmm. So it, it just seems like such a huge, um, I, I just, a mess, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I just don't, I don't buy the rationale that it was unconstitutional ever. Because like I said, that, that that sets the precedent that you can commit criminal conduct as long as you're on the way out and then you can't face any type of penalty for it. And we all know that he wasn't going to go to jail or anything, mm-hmm. but I think it's important to punish him even symbolically,
3: even symbolically. in
1: history, that it's unacceptable. But um, those are my thoughts on it. I read that earlier today and I figured that I would, um, and I, I figured people saw it on the news, but I, nothing was going to sway their minds, I don't believe. But um, I'm interested to hear what you guys think.
2: ladies. Mm. Well, I know do you want to go first?
3: Yeah, I'll go then. So I actually remember, Michael, I actually remember seeing that, um, I think it's that same article from the Washington Post. Um, I just think it's completely insane that, like, I understand no matter what these people, these Republicans that voted not to impeach him, they already have their mindset. They already have their mindset. They said, like, we're not going to impeach him. Whatever, whatever, but it just shows in my point of view, it just shows how, how do you even say, how messed up the Republican party has come by because it's now, like I remember before it used to be kind of like, okay, Republican, Democrat. Okay, like both party, you know, we respect one another, okay, I might not like this. um side's opinion but you know this is there was some type of moral moral within the white house now with trump's impeachment and everything i don't see that and especially i think it was a couple days ago i was watching i was re-watching um alexandra cortez's live stream that she had and she was explaining about what happened that day and i just I felt so bad for her because I can't imagine being, you sitting in Congress and you're voting towards a president tr- trying to, you know, uh, um how do I say Like accurately, I don't even know. I forgot the word for it.
1: They uh, were certifying the results. Yeah,
3: certifying the result And then you have to grab all of your stuff and move somewhere else because there's a huge mob outside trying to attack trying to get in and then you have somebody who's like, oh, they're just as upset about the election as I am. No, that, and to say like, oh, you can't try a former president because they're on the way out. Okay, so what is it now? Are we stopping a president's term once the results get certified? Like then why are we waiting until January 20th to bring in a new president?
0: I think um can you guys hear me now? Yeah, yeah. I think okay, I can okay. Hear you now. Um one thing that i've heard brought up and i think is relevant is if you hold one of them accountable you have to hold all of them accountable and i think Mm -hmm. that that's part of the problem here is you know if they hold trump accountable for the things that he said well he's not the only one who's ever said those things Um, Mm -hmm. he's not the only politician to say the election results were fraudulent Um, you know he's not the only one to say these things and in addition to that he's not even the only one to say things that were violent i mean uh nancy pelosi i think even was like and the all these politicians, including celebrities, but focusing Mm -hmm. on politicians, you know, made um, semi-violent remarks about Trump, you know, Mm -hmm. and taking Trump down. And so if you compare those to what he said, it's not a fantastic look. (laughs) And so if you're going to hold him accountable, well, then you go, well, you know, so-and-so said this or that, so should we be charging them as well? So I fully wish, you know, that Trump was, you know, convicted, but I think, that if he was, it would require some sense of accountability for the rest of them. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that they're ready for that,
3: if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, that makes complete sense.
1: I think they're still scared to alienate Trump voters as well. That too. But that, they I, they think,
3: I think that's
0: ridiculous because Trump is not part of the Republican party. He is the Trump party. I mean, I would agree on that.
1: And, and also it's weird for me because this is a chance for them to break from him. If they so choose to break away from and go back towards a more of the Republican party that, you know, we remember before Trump, I guess you can say, but, um, Yeah, like I said, it's just weird. You know, if it's there's no question that if Trump would have done this, say, in his second year of office, he probably would have been convicted or he at least we would have got at least more votes, maybe.
0: Do you think? I actually think it would be the opposite. I think he would have gotten less votes because I think, well, yeah, maybe this is naive of me because I think that maybe his, um, I don't know i feel like people have been got, been getting angrier and angrier and so i think if it happened any sooner we would have actually gotten less votes because maybe people weren't as angry at the situation maybe it's that's just possible. how i'm interpreting it i don't know it's
1: possible like i said though it's just it's weird that like i said the rationale is they kept saying oh it's unconstitutional oh it's unconstitutional and it's like well you know if this would have got him impeached during his second year we'll we'll use it as a hypothetical why can't it get him impeached because he's about to be out of office? It just doesn't make.
0: Well, he was sense. impeached. He was impeached regardless. Yeah. He yeah. was impeached a second but he time. Convicted. He just wasn't. He just wasn't convicted. convicted so he yeah. he was impeached twice, um, regardless, and that's a historical thing in and of itself. He just wasn't. He's not going to be facing criminal charges for it, and he's not going to actually be facing any repercussions other than, I mean, for the most part hit the history book <laughs>
2: yeah. and he is still <laughs> eligible for office
0: he's still eligible yeah. for office he's still eligible for his pension I believe and yeah. a whole bunch of other stuff um so he's still going to be getting paid and he's still eligible to run again <laughs> which is you know why I wanted him to get you know some consequences so that we could avoid that but I well mean, the,
2: the problem like if, if I'm gonna say um when I've I was watching actually the day before I watched the trial like the entire day and then the the day that um they did the voting was yesterday um i guess yeah um i did not when i found out that he was acquitted um i was not surprised really i felt nothing about it
0: Um, no i'm not surprised at all
2: um, i mean of course i wanted to hear differently and i would have been like oh
0: yes neil your your mic okay sorry your mic cut out for a second there i don't know if that was just me
2: this connection probably um, is that better i, I think so do. yeah okay um but uh um but i felt nothing and all i really feel now is maybe we can just stop hearing about this man <laughs> like, unfortunately i think it'll be a little... lot more
0: complicated than that well, i know yeah. and
2: i, I think we'll be too 70 do, and...
0: million americans voted for him yeah. yeah
2: but but this group of people is not they're not the republican party like you said they are not a political party. They are, if anything, a, uh, a, a social party, perhaps. Um, and they are definitely a just wild and crazy proud of people. I don't know. That's not the word I was looking for. It was actually a <laughs> legitimate, yeah. like, like cultured word. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah.
2: Not wild and but crazy. It is, it's a
0: culture. It's, um, radical, you know, it's, it's radical. One. Yes. It's <laughs> <said, laughs> it a radical one. group. And it's, a, it's still technically a political group, I would argue, but mm. it's not, um,
3: not one that we're
0: used to seeing have a position in the White House. <laughs> yeah. Well, what
2: is so political about them besides, um, you know, well, they're
0: far right ideology. I mean, they believe in. They have a certain set of political beliefs. It's just what? very far right. I think they, they're
1: very ultra nationalist.
2: Yeah, ultra nationalist. Yeah. But that's just pro USA. Do they? Do are they pro government? Are they pro small government or large government? Are <laughs> I they mean, a pro- good point because they contradict right themselves
0: constantly. You know, yeah,
2: they don't know. They're just pro USA, pro Trump. They can't what they point. want, what they're
3: they very want for different. the economy.
2: Yes, they are. All they know is that they want Trump, yeah.
0: Yeah, they want Trump, they they want want America first. I saw a
2: lot
1: of of back the blue from, you know, the GOP over the summer, and then I saw, uh, you know, a month ago, them hitting police officers with America. Well, they
0: murdered a police officer. Yeah, Yeah, they they murdered a police
1: officer. Two two more have taken their lives, uh, and there's stories in the Washington Post about those that are pretty heart-wrenching, and um, I I don't think we really even know the full extent of how many people were hurt. They said that one officer lost three fingers. Um, I remember reading that one may lose an eye. So just because these people lived doesn't mean that, I mean, their trauma doesn't stop um, after the attack, and it's just, I just think it's shameful what happened. (laughs) That's the nicest way I can put it. And like Neil said, uh, they're just hypocrites. What do they stand for? Do they stand yeah. for small government? Do they stand for this? Do they stand for that? But it seems like it just, the overarching thing is they stand for what Trump says and that's yeah. really it. 100% so, remember like the, um, like the Team America,
2: World Police and like in yes. South Park, they would have yeah. that like, yes. like America, fuck
3: you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. exactly. That's a great
4: movie, Neil. <laughs>
3: Yeah.
0: So, <laughs> you know, and then there's like the situation where uh mcconnell he votes to yeah. acquit, but then he has this big speech at the end you know scolding trump for his behavior and basically saying that trump did do what he did that he didn't cite the insurrection but he still voted to acquit so it's like what on earth is going on here
1: listen he he is such a hypocrite and uh among other things, but it's he he now he wants to scold Trump after enabling him for four years. That's the thing that kills. And voting me to acquit him,
0: <laughs> you, 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 you so acquit he gets
1: him. his vote. He gets yeah, to his.
0: Uh, yeah, he gets to do what he wants to do with his vote. You
1: know, but yeah, uh, it's, it, it's just crazy that they're they act shocked after enabling this type of behavior and witnessing maybe not this radical behavior with this as far as like attacks on a Capitol building, but we've. We've known Trump's rhetoric for four years and to act surprised like McConnell and other Republicans are is just disingenuous. And I think anyone that is looking at it, whether you're Republican, Democrat, whatever, I, I mean, I would say the same thing if the person up there was a, was a Democrat.
0: 100%, 100%. You know what I mean?
1: It, it doesn't, it just has to do with decency rather than party. I mean, well, yeah. I, I, I would, would not defend so. a politician over anything.
0: And, and what is a scolding gonna do? Like after yeah. you vote to acquit him, after you enable him for years, what is one little scolding gonna do? It's completely ineffective. It was,
2: it was to protect his own image. It wasn't.
1: and it, it had nothing to do with Donald Trump.
0: It, had, it was well, to protect his own image. I agree
1: with Neil. Neil's absolutely correct. Mitch McConnell just wants it out there that even that he voted to acquit, but he wants action, and, and it's yeah. really
0: vague. And it, it's and like it's, you lost your chance for your action there, buddy. Yeah. Yes, well, your actions well, you speak didn't louder do than anything.
2: Worse. Well you didn't do anything at the acquittal against Donald Trump. Well I said that I didn't think it was good that he did that. Now that's that's all. I'm I saying.
0: know. It's like it doesn't matter what it's you're the record saying. That I said this. I know. It's so ridiculous. And I very think frustrating. History
1: books are going to be we're not going to they're going to I think this year was like a crazy year. It was almost like a, a 1960s type of year with social unrest and things like that and and that was the culmination.
0: I mean his whole presidency has been I mean historical we have mm-hmm. him on re- like maybe not on record but I mean the whole entire country knew um the story about him you know saying you know grab her by well you'll have to bleep it out maybe but grab her by the you know and he still got elected you know he's- there, uh, there there are all of these things that he's known for having done known for having to have said and he still got elected. He still got around. He, you know, still has this cult like following. Um, so I think his entire presidency has been insane and also controversial for, I mean, obviously a lot of reasons.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to kind of go off of this, in the last couple, or not in the last couple, but ever since the beginning of COVID. We've been seeing a massive amount of attacks on Asians and Asian Americans from all different ethnicities of um, the Asian community, and I just want to point out this: a couple of days ago, or yeah, there was a man who actually died from his injuries because yeah. because of it. So and sad. I I saw a video of this man, of this man. He was just walking this nice nice old elderly man just doing his walk and out of nowhere comes some kid comes in just knocks him out the poor elderly guy just falls to the floor hits his head and i'm just like how can people do that how can people just just i think it's one thing for somebody to say something to your face And because that's just something, okay. you can just either not pay attention to that or you can just, you know, ignore it. But I think it's something different when somebody goes out and physically attacks somebody else. And it's not just it's not just happening in one place. It's happening all over the world. And to kind of go back, I think this this goes off of Trump calling it the China virus for however long it was and enabled these people to be like, oh, okay, well, the thing came from China, so Chinese people have it. No, just because the name or just because the epicenter started in China doesn't mean people from that culture, people from that ethnicity have it or even deserve any type of attacks like this.
0: Yeah, I mean... words can hurt i mean that we can't even deny that i mean if i was of you know asian descent and people were running around calling it the chinese virus i mean i would be hurt regardless Mm -hmm. um so and it's really unfortunate and people were begging trump to stop calling it the chinese or calling it the wuhan virus and he wouldn't do it they were explicitly saying because it was racist because it was creating more tension and creating more Mm -hmm. violence and he wouldn't do it and i think that's what's even like crazy because we talked about it last week the fau professor who had the maga hat and was calling it the chinese virus in a health administration class of all places yeah i mean there's no excuse for not being aware of how damaging that kind of language is and how that can really really hurt people
3: Mm -hmm. So
1: I I would agree with that, that incendiary language has probably played a part in rallying up uh, certain people that were, you know, that were probably um, uh, sensitive to this kind of rhetoric to go out and take action against people. And it's
3: so, of course, even even though this is a very tough subject to talk about, we are in the third year of the Parkland shooting that happened at Stoneman Douglas, um, three years ago, this all happened in less than an hour, if I remember correctly. I remember I was in, I was in a music studio, and I just came out of the studio, and I opened the car door, and my dad's like, "Hey, did you hear about the um, incident that happened at the high school?" And I'm like. What incident and I just go on my phone and I just see people just being like can you help me find this person like my friend got missing like can you help me find them like and now three years later we're still here
0: yeah it's really sad and I mean FAU has had a lot of um Parkland survivors actually and I think there was one incident. um I think it was a couple years ago. I think it was during my freshman year, unfortunately, one of the um, survivors who was at FAU, I think she killed herself, unfortunately. It, and it, it's so sad. I mean, I, I can't imagine like the trauma and, you know, the survivor's guilt that comes with all of that. Um, and I think it's one of those, yeah, it's just so heartbreaking. I remember I was actually, um, I was in Massachusetts actually when it happened. And I was, um, you know, my family had the TV turned on and I remember being like, wait, that is like, you know, only a, a short drive away from where I'm about to start school. Cause I was like the summer before I started at FAU or not the summer, but, um, you know, right before I started at FAU. So, um, I just remember, I mean, it's just so heartbreaking.
2: I went to a, um, FedEx office in Coral Springs, not realizing I was so close to Parkland because I never go that far west really. Um, and, uh, the person that worked there, there were a lot of like people getting like all this printing done and the person that worked there told me that they were actually the parents of the Parkland students because they were doing free um funeral, um, uh, like printing for them. And, uh, I had no idea. And so that was that was as close as I got. But um uh but speaking but uh so um I wrote down um I found some information about the students themselves who you know after it happened, the students really st- stepped up and got involved and really refused to stay silent and got um were you know, got their voices out with the media and they were on magazine covers and on the TV and really spoke out about gun control. And uh, they, unfortunately, they only made a small change in Florida legislation with gun control, but um, their names became recognizable and um, they even got to DC. And um, so I was going to just give a quick update on a few of the students, unless. Their names, um, uh, Emma Gonzalez, um, who is now 21. Um, she is at school at the New College of Sarasota. Um, in February 2020, she wrote a letter to the Florida representatives asking to stop the merge of her school, the new college and Florida Polytechnic University into the University of Florida because she wanted to stay at a small school instead of merging those two schools into the larger University of Florida. um, She was also one of the many voices asking for the removal of Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene from the committees recently. Um, David Hogg uh, is now 20 years old. We spoke about him on our last podcast because he was the one that uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene was following in the video talking to him about gun control. Uh, he is at Harvard University. He is the co-founder of the March for Our Lives organization uh, which held a memorial walk last year in March from Marjorie Stoneman High School to Boca Raton and they walked to um, Meisner Park and they also had a walk in Washington, D.C. Um, he. Created a brand called Good Pillow, which is was supposed to compete, was meant to compete with My because that guy we own um, is a very, he's one of Donald Trump's friends. He's very conservative. Um, some people do accuse him though that he uses his platform uh, to make a profit. Um, uh, the third student is Cameron Kask- Kasky. He's 20 years old, he lives in Manhattan, and he's organizing the mayoral campaign of Andrew Yang, who recently ran for president. He was the guy who wanted to give like every American a th- like what was like $2,000. Yeah, a yeah, thousand.
0: yeah, universal um, income. Yeah.
2: yeah, income. So he, Cameron has not been in Southern Florida for a long time, but he could see himself coming to support any Democratic candidates who are seeking to challenge Senator Rubio. Um, and then the other students mentioned were uh, Ryan Deach. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing that name. He is 21. Uh, Carly Novo, she's 20. And Sari Kaufman, who is 18.
0: Um, yeah, it's interesting that you bring up uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene because that's what I was thinking about too. You know, her whole argument being that these shootings are fake or um, set up in order to push an agenda. I mean, I'm so happy she was removed because, I mean, that's just astounding. I mean she was removed for other reasons as well. Um, I just I, I can't imagine what goes through someone's mind um, to see that kind of tragedy and that kind of pain and think of it almost as a PR setup. I mean, people died. Young people died. They had None. their whole lives ahead of them. And it's the fact that someone can take that so lightly is I mean, kind of maddening to me
3: yeah and even the amount of time that you're like you're in a classroom like it just even sucks that nowadays you can't even go to school without fearing somebody coming in you can't even go to school without thinking about oh my goodness if something happens where do I run
1: Yeah I would agree with that it's it's crazy but um, I'm proud of what those kids have accomplished in the aftermath of that um.
0: Strong kids really strong.
1: Yeah I, I think that like you said I mean it's the relevance is kind of crazy you know this is the three-year anniversary and just last week David Hogg was in the news um and I think that video was a big reason why Marjorie Taylor Greene got stripped from her committees but um I just I hope all those kids find peace. I I I'm, they vowed that they're gonna keep fighting for progressive policies for gun control. I'm with them all the way on that. I think they've showed br- more bravery than people that are twice their age, three times their age sometimes, and uh, I I stay very close to that school right now. Currently, it's I it's like I can probably walk there in 10 minutes, and uh, I go past that building all the time. It's still an active crime scene. They still haven't torn it down. It it is. I spend a lot of time in Parkland and it it hangs over the community it's I just I want the parents to have closure at some point and it's it's being dragged out I know because of how long things take and but I'm proud of the kids that survived and the the um the fight that they've they've taken up so
0: yeah and I think that's a a a great point about the community trauma as well, because I don't know if you guys remember this. It was about a year ago last spring. Um, I was working in the mall. I was working at Sephora at the time, actually, and I just happened to not be there that day. Um, but what happened was there was a loud popping sound. It sounded like a gun and the entire mall shut down. Um, people I think there was like almost like a stampede almost outside of the building, and it was, you know, really scary. I know my coworkers had to lock up shop and hide, um, thinking that there was an active shooter in the mall. And what ended up being, I think it was in one of the major department stores, um, someone's balloon had popped, but that balloon pop set off this entire chain reaction because, um, you know, we're all so afraid, we're all so terrified of something like that happening, and I think that really speaks a lot to you know, the state of our culture right now.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I would agree with that. It's, uh, it's, it's hard to, uh, just a, a personal anecdote. I was at the, I was at Coral Square, the mall in Coral Springs a couple months ago and, and this guy went in the bathroom with a backpack and he, I'm, I'm sure he was, he, of course, he, nothing happened. So he wasn't doing anything wrong, but he was in there and I'm eating and he was in there for like eight minutes. He went in with this big duffel bag and I, I, I grabbed my girlfriend. I said, let's, let's get out of here. It just gave me such a bad vibes. And I feel like that some innocuous like that, you can't even trust the guy going into a bathroom with a backpack. It, it you know, it, it like it set off like the alarm bells in my head. I was like, let's, let's go. And, uh, and I, I think about it. I mean, we're not going to school in person now, but I would think about it if I was going to school in person too. It's like, you know, do I wake up today and go to campus and some crazy guy comes and shoots it up? I mean, we shouldn't have to think about stuff like that. It's just crazy that we even do. And Florida's gun laws are, it's so easy to get a gun here. It's so easy to trade guns. And um, I don't know. I don't know what the solution is, but to keep fighting. and and uh, But even if you, you know, you fight as hard as you can, sometimes you don't get your way, but.
3: Mm-hmm. So, sadly sadly we are way over time <laughs> way over time sadly it we've come to the end of the you press podcast um there's i don't even know much to say of course this is such a heavy topic so if anyone is triggered by this please don't feel the need to listen to it um this is a heavy topic so please uh be warned about it um
0: well, and um, CAPS at FAU is a great resource if you know if you yourself are a Parkland survivor or knew someone or overall are just feeling the weight of the pandemic or anything else. Um, reach out to CAPS; they're a free service for students and they are really helpful. Mm-hmm. Or in
2: the event of an emergency, remember call 911.
0: Yeah,
3: call 911. Mm-hmm. So, with that, this has been the end of the press podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it, and we'll see you guys next time.